Namaste, everyone, and welcome to the Jai Bhakti Yoga podcast, where we share information on all things yoga, Ayurveda, and well-being lifestyle. I am excited to share these resources, insights, interviews, and so much more as we grow together on this wonderful journey of well-being. I am your host, Christina Andrini, founder of Jai Bhakti Yoga Foundation and JBYU School of Yoga and Ayurveda. I'd like to invite you to subscribe to our blog on Tumblr, as well as to follow us on Instagram and YouTube and Facebook and all the fun social media channels where we share some of the tips and insights and resources from our podcast and vice versa on here. Now let's go ahead and begin with today's episode. Hey everyone and welcome back and this week we are talking about meditation and integrating meditation into our daily routine. Last time that we came together we were chatting about our daily routines and the importance of how to implement and integrate a daily routine that is going to enliven that inner intelligence of your body. So this is that inner wisdom. And through utilizing the principles of Ayurveda, we are utilizing what are these tools that adapt to our cosmic composition known as the Panchamahabhutas or the elements that make us who we are and then gives us the opportunity to respond or react as who we are, truly ourself with a capital S. Oh, thank you so much for those beautiful hearts. So much love. Welcome. And for everyone else that's joining, thank you so much. Welcome. Welcome to our chit chat that we do every week. Today we are focusing on meditation. So as you're popping in and popping out, give a listen to the replay later. And this way you can take on quite the amount of information that we're going to cover today because it's going to be quite a bit. There's a lot of scientific knowledge behind the practice of meditation that I'm going to be sharing today. And I really want for all of you to understand why it's important to integrate a meditation practice, even if it's for five or even two minutes a day. It will absolutely help you as you are evolving and and basically also growing through the experiences of what we're going through today in this day and age. And it could be a lot emotionally. Our kids could be leaving the nest for the first time, or they could be coming back. There could be some transition of moving. So you might be moving to a new place. You might be moving to a new career. You might even be doing a self-cleanse and doing an entire transition. And it can be as little or as simple as where to put your next painting on the wall, because that will affect the entire composition of your home. And that we can talk about when we talk about Vashtu and where we place things in our home. And so when we go into the meditation practice, it's important to understand it's not about clearing your mind. We want to get that conception out. We want to make sure that you understand it's not about clearing your mind. It's about allowing your mind to purify itself. And over time, 
even the subtlest of thoughts won't affect you as they normally would have. You don't want to be focused on what pain you're feeling if you're sitting up for too long and you can't concentrate on just being at peace. You want to go ahead and move your seat and adjust yourself. We'll even have the opportunity to do a short meditation today. So if you are driving, then when I get to the part where I say, we're going to just take a moment to pause and do a one minute meditation together, that might be your clue to pull over or pop into a parking lot real quick. So let's go ahead and begin our chat today with over uh, going over the meditation techniques and why it's important to integrate meditation. I am Christina and I'm going to be uh, guiding you through these experiences this week. And I would like for you to also pay close attention this week to your email as well as to these social media posts because as I am uh, inspiring you throughout the week, every day this week, over the course of seven days, we're gonna work towards integrating this practice of meditation into your new daily routine that you've been working on since last week. And you're also going to be given different variations of meditations and then work with whatever resonates with you the most. I've grown from a variety of meditations that I've practiced with before in my past, and I've evolved and mostly settled on transcendental meditation because it is the most scientifically proven. And for me personally, it has changed my life within the last two years. So I want to be able to share this gift with all of you. As we begin, uh, for those of you that like to snag a piece of paper and pencil, grab your cup of coffee and tea, this is a good time to go ahead and do that because you're gonna be learning quite a bit today. Um, a lot of this information will be coming straight from my 200 hour Ayurveda yoga teacher training that we go through as we talk about meditation in depth in this particular program. So you have the opportunity this week to kind of get a sneak peek in regards to being a low key meditation teacher as we are growing together into this experience. So it all begins with the eight limbs of yoga. And the eight limbs of yoga is part of the yoga sutras, Patanjali's yoga sutras. And within the eight limbs of yoga, and these consist of the yamas and the niyamas, which are five representations within each of themselves, which we go over in depth in another conversation. And then we move into the pranayama, the asana. And then after the asana is when we start to come into these higher states of consciousness. And these are going to come into your dharna, dhyana, and samadhi. And so in, um, and we also have pratyahara. So as we come from pratyahara, which is the withdrawal of the senses, and we're removing the external to draw within. You'll notice this mostly when you're in your yoga practice and when you're doing what we call a moving meditation. So when we're doing the asana, the physical practice, it is a moving meditation. And you start to notice this unless somebody brings it to your attention, you're going to notice that nothing else seems to really infiltrate or interrupt your flow when you're in your practice. So the beginning of the practice, you're getting settled. And then as you're beginning to be guided into your breath work, you're starting to tune more into yourself. 
And then as you begin to hold the poses, you're becoming more focused. You're becoming more um, acute. Your attention is becoming more heightened and more aware. And this is what we call dharna, concentration. And in the dharna, you are concentrating on your drishti or your focal point. In that space, that focal point, it starts to become your meditation. So this is where that focal point starts to evolve and expand. And within that space, it starts to manifest itself into what we call dhyana. Dhyana is the meditation portion of the eight limbs. As we're growing through this experience and the meditation becomes that wholeness at the very end of the practice, when we come back down onto the mat and lay there in that stillness, this is where we enter into the space of bliss body or known as samadhi. This is also the space of preparing the body for transcendental meditation and preparing, preparing yourself to enter into these higher states. Over the past couple of weeks, we spoke about higher states of consciousness, and now you're going to experience Good morning, Flexon. Welcome. And now you're going to experience what it's like to integrate these higher states into an embodiment practice. And this is why yoga is called yog. It's to unite, to yoke the mind and the body connection. With that starts to stem the experience of uh, widening our horizon or opening up our perspective. So we become much more clearer and we begin to understand things differently as we once did before. How we enter into yoga is not how we leave yoga. So when we come to class, we're one way, but when we leave, we're a totally different way. And it's because we're moving energy throughout the body. We're purifying the mind through the cerebral fluid. It's processing through your spinal cord. It's distributing throughout the entire physiology. It's purifying through your datus or your tissues. And it's causing what is known as apana. It's a waste matter that projects downward or upward, depending on how our agni is. And then that is becomes the release or what we call a mala and through yoga practice the malas that we come to know and of course through ayurveda there's only three and these are sveda sveda is what we what you call uh sweat and then there's feces um and then there's um urine and so these three are what excrete out of our bodies after the yoga practice specifically because we're twisting and turning and moving and purifying the organs and we're purifying through pranayama through the breath when we combine these two together these create what is known as a meditation or prana or these come into alignment with our gunas and there's a lot of information that comes up through just the subtle body alone in meditation when we sit and be still it's one of the hardest things to do. This is why I kind of joke around at the end of class and say, let's come into Shvanasana or Shavasana. It's the hardest pose in the yoga practice. And I kind of joke about it, but it's actually true. The hardest thing for anybody to do is to sit and be still, to sit and be still for even five seconds. Try it for even five seconds. You're going to start to notice you're going to move around. You're going to twitch. You're going to do something. And the intention behind this is just to sit and be still. I like to think of a cat and how a cat just sits and is still and has a, a gaze. You can learn so much from nature. And these animals have a sense about them that is just very patient 
and they're sitting and they're in the space of stillness. Their eyes are just laser focused. And even when they're closed, they're just in a space of stillness. So maybe consider whatever animal you've noticed or observed and consider embracing that within your nature. And this will become part of our meditation and informational series. And throughout this um, experience of meditation, which are found throughout the sixth through the eighth limbs of the eight limbs of yoga, we now are uniting mind, body, and spirit connection. Because sometimes you could not believe in God or believe in consciousness, believe in spirit, believe in oneness, wholeness, all the things. But whatever it is that you believe in, you believe in that something, and that something is the manifest of your wholeness. And that is what you feel the most connected to at the end of your practice. And each time you enter into that space, this space is known as samadhi, but in what we call the koshas or our levels and layers of our body, this would be ananda maya. Ananda maya, we work backwards if you think of a Russian doll analogy. Ananda Maya is the bliss body that is that itty bitty little teeny tiny cute adorable little tiny doll inside all the other ones. And that cute adorable itty bitty tiny little doll is seeing everything that's going on without moving. It is just the observer, what we call in Sanskrit, the seer or the rishi, the seer, the teacher. And that is your teacher within. So when we say namaste at the end, I honor the light within you. That would be the Purusha, the little doll. I honor Gurudev. I honor the teacher within. That is who you are. You are your greatest teacher. Okay. All teachers are just guides. You are your greatest teacher. And so with that, your meditation practice begins to expand beyond the realms of the physical body. Meditation is a boundless art. It's a boundless form. And with that, you cannot put limitations within it. There are many manifestations of meditation, which we'll talk about right now. And so the meditations that we come to know and love are concentration meditation, where you're concentrating on something or mantra. There is the meditation where you're chanting a mantra over and over and over and over again. There's open eye meditations. There's chakra Vedanta meditation. There's Bija mantra meditations where you're saying different seed mantras and you're doing different hand mudras, which is also known as mudra meditation. And then there's also just simplicity of chakra meditation where you're working through the different chakra channels. There's pendulum meditations, Reiki meditations. There's different types of healing modalities, guided meditations. There's sitting and being in nature meditations. And then there's transcendental meditation. And each of these meditations serve a really unique purpose. And there's many, 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 many more meditations outside of that too. All meditations link together to do one whole thing. And that is to create stillness in the mind. Never says to eliminate thoughts of the mind. It just means to create stillness within the mind. And this way we have that, what we call that dristy point again, that focus point. So, the effects of meditation before we talk about um, a little bit more in depth of some of the other meditations that we'll be working on this week um, effects of meditation of consciousness and I'll, I'll hit these bullet points real quick for you are that it allows the true nature of the mind and in self to emerge 
So you're going from the unmanifest to the manifest or from the pure unified field of consciousness all the way up to the field of the surface or the gross level of consciousness, but yet the two are whole in one. So we'll talk about that in the coming days. And then we have the contents of awareness shifts. So we have a, a shifting mechanism that what we once perceived as our reality begins to slowly change and we begin to see things from a different perspective. It's kind of like being in an inversion when we're upside down, we see the world differently when we're upside down versus when we're right side up. But either way, we're still seeing the world as a whole, but it's through what lens are we experiencing the world as a whole? Meditation gives you the opportunity to expand your mind, to emerge so that you're able to shift your awareness into more broader perspectives instead of seeing through a minute lens. There's a, continue, a con continuity of awareness which increases. So your ability to sustain your attention without gaps becomes more uh, refined. And in this particular instance, you could be in a meditation practice and not be interrupted or feel that if you are interrupted, that it uh, creates a gap or a jump. And so in this particular space, we are creating um, kind of this refinement or a smoothness and not even uh, a major fluctuation of an interruption within your meditation. You become very calm. And it happens over time. So we're beginning to invite more kophic qualities, more balance, homeostasis. And then it diminishes uh, any reactivity, less engaged in struggle. So we no longer attach ourselves to things that we find are outside our control that we're trying to control. We are giving ourselves the opportunity to emerge in our wholeness and fullness without attachment. So again, this takes us back to seeing things and being okay with whatever's coming up as it's coming up, because that's as it's supposed to be. We are not trying to force or change anything. Meditation gives us the opportunity to see things from such a wider lens that once you're in this space of walking in a stillness, you never really want to leave it. And everything begins to start to fall into place as it settles. Later this week, we're going to have the opportunity to meditate again with Ili Stovall. And we will hear a lot more on what it's like to be in a space of wholeness and fulfillment by taking the time to sit in meditation as meditation gives you the opportunity to find and discover this place, this place of cosmic consciousness, which goes just beyond transcendental consciousness, where transcendental consciousness and the human being merge into one. And when they merge into one, this is what it's like to live in cosmic consciousness, where everything is kind of like, yeah, it's all good, no big deal, because it isn't a big deal. The tips for meditation practice that we'll be going over and going through is that we want to practice at least two times a day. Um, and you can do a practice of meditation two times a day from anywhere between two minutes up to 20 minutes. I practice transcendental meditation and I practice that two times a day for 20 minutes a day. I practice with the global group of students, a global group of practitioners. 
and we practice every day at 6 a.m. and at 5 p.m. every single day, nonstop, 24-7, every single day. <laughs> and there's replays that you can do as well because it's a global meditation. So whatever time it is right now in Australia is going to be obviously different than what it is in America, but they are doing their meditation and chances are you might just pop in while they're doing meditation. So you have that coherence effect. Throughout the week, we're gonna talk about some science behind the power of meditation as well. It's best to practice in a group or using a uh, transcendental meditation app or Insight, time, insight timer or headspace, whatever you use to practice meditation and practicing with the group. I believe, I know that insight timer gives you the opportunity to see who else in the world is meditating at the same time you are. And I know that at tm-meditate.org, they also have certain replays throughout the day. So you know you're meditating with a group of people throughout the day or every other hour. Um, all over the world. So you want to make sure you have that that group environment because it makes it so much more powerful. But without a group environment, it's always nice to do it on your own in the morning, in the vata time of the day, or in the evening, or and in the evening during the kapha time of the day. Then what you'd like to also do is you want to have a comfortable place, uh, a comfortable seat, if it's on your couch or if it's a certain area in your home that you designate just for your meditation. So it gives you that, um, that feeling of wanting to go into that space and being in that sacred space. Make that sacred space yours so that you can go back there just like you do for your yoga practice. If you haven't started your own home practice yet, then we'll get to that in another topic, another conversation. But you can set up an area that's designated just for your individual practice so you can sit and be still. Prayer is our way of having conversations with God and meditation is our way of listening to the answer. So it's like listening to God, sitting and being still. And some of these com uh, meditations that we talked about, such as concentrate, concentrative meditation, there's, um, I believe, Tarkna meditation, mindfulness meditations, like I said, the Beda meditation. Uh, was it Trataka? I wrote it down here. Yeah, Trataka meditation as well. There's so many. And so what we are going to be focusing on this week is concentrative meditation, guided meditation, and transcendental meditation. Those are the three we'll be talking about and working on this week. Concentrative meditation, this, is a, uh, this method is a technique that allows students to focus their attention on a particular object. So that way you're keeping it there and you're keeping it steady. So we're gonna, we're gonna prepare to practice this one now. So again, if you're driving and you want to participate now, you're welcome to. Otherwise, jump in on the replay and give a listen and a pop in when we're doing it then. Here we are. We're going to go ahead and now find ourselves in a comfortable seat. Okay. That's all you need to do. Readjust your seat, sit up and lift your hips. You, in meditation, you really want to make sure that you are comfortable, that your spine is comfortable and that you're comfortable because you really want to avoid moving too much, okay? You wanna give yourself that space where you can sit and be still, 
And now we're going to go ahead and practice concentrative meditation. <clears throat> so go ahead and close your eyes for a moment. And as you're closing your eyes, visualize an object. And you might visualize a candle. Some of you might actually have your eyes open and maybe look at a candle. You might have your eyes closed and you might be utilizing a mantra and focusing on a mantra. So concentrating on a mantra. Others of you might be concentrating on your breath. You might be counting to three, four, or five on the inhale, and then five, six, or seven on the exhale, and continuing like so. So for the next minute, starting in five seconds, let's begin a concentrative meditation. I'll guide you through it. Visualize an image or a picture or capture it in your mind. Begin to breathe. And relax a little further, a little deeper. As thoughts come into your mind, come back to the image, the sound, or your breath. Come back to the object. Jai Gurudev. Very good. So this was concentrative meditation. And that was just a minute. So you can practice again for two minutes. And then practice for three minutes. Until you work your way to five minutes. And then settle with five minutes to start. And do that two times a day this week. And see what happens for you. I will encourage you to also maybe begin a meditation journal where you're beginning to jot down the different practices that you're working on and then make notes as to what is happening within yourself. If you've been following along with me for quite some time and you've learned how to do your pulse reading that we've talked about a little while back, then I'm gonna encourage you to take your pulse before you do your meditation and then take your pulse after you do your meditation and let me know the gunas that come up for you in your different doshas. That's always going to be really insightful for you to learn how to balance out your dosha constitution through meditation. And so we'll move right along. Now there is the awareness meditation, which is always um, a very sweet one to talk about. Awareness meditation, this is a method being um, presented as resting in the present moment. So resting in the present moment without being, um, without being reactive. Everything that's going on right now is going on, is going on. Everything that's going on in the higher nations, uh, the higher 
big people out there. And um, everything that's going on in the government world, everything that's going on in financial world, everything's going on in the ocean, everything's going on in Europe, wherever, there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on in your home. There's a lot going on with yourself. There's a lot going on inside. There's a lot going on up here in your mind. And so there's a lot going on, but how do we not get lost in all of that? And so awareness meditation gives you the opportunity, very similar to what we did with concentrative meditation. Awareness gives you the opportunity to become aware of all of these things, to acknowledge all of these things, to hold a space for all of these things. And then it gives you an opportunity to just explore what is. And as you're going through what is, go through what is with no rejection. Just observe, become the Purusha, become the Rishi, the seer. And what we're looking at and what we're seeing is known as the Vata. This is the object of the observer, the object that we're seeing, the object of observation. And just observe it. Don't get attached to it. Because really there's no distinction. It's just about awareness, just being aware. Observe everything that comes to you. Somebody cut me off in traffic, just observe. Observe how you reacted in that moment. Observe how your body is reacting. This is a meditation that you can do in your awareness. It's as though it's a living meditation and you are in a space of that wholeness. Welcome, hey Joel, good to see you, my friend. And so as you are coming into that space of understanding and being aware, you're becoming more aware of your behaviors. You're becoming more aware of what your distractions are. You're becoming aware of what arises next and how that object is and how that object of meditation is. And so each time you're becoming aware, you're becoming more full and you're walking and becoming more in that space of walking in that cosmic consciousness. You're walking in that space of, oh, I acknowledge what a beautiful tree. Oh, how lovely that person helped that person cross the street. Oh, how lovely that person parked in that parking spot so eloquently. Everything becomes just a little bit more refined and it doesn't become so harsh. It's as though the edges begin to soften. The box is still a box but the corners begin to soften and we get to recognize that we can open the box. We can go inside the box. We can deconstruct the box. We can create a castle out of a box. So the box becomes beyond what a box is in the space of awareness meditation. We have something called uh, inner smile meditation where it's about finding that light within you and growing through the experiences of inner being or illumination and finding the light within someone else. And so inner smile meditation gives you the opportunity to ins inspire and ignite joy from within. So when you're laying in a Shavasana or when you're sitting in a meditation, it's almost as though you have a permanent smile on your face. We have the chakra meditation, 
which we'll actually be doing this week. I think we're going to do it on Wednesday. We'll do that live here on Instagram. And then you can go back and watch the replay or you can give it a listen on the podcast. And we're actually going to do the different mudras with the different bija mantras that go with each chakra. So we're going to do that on Wednesday. I'm looking forward to sharing that with you all. And the chakra meditation focuses on the subtle body aspect of our physiology, and it works with each resonation of the sound. And when we do the chakra meditation, which we'll do on Wednesday together, and we go through the different mudras and we go through the different sounds, it's almost as though you get to feel the reverberation from the beginning, from the root reverberating upwards into each of these chakra systems that we have within ourselves. As the reverberations hit each chakra, igniting them to open in this particular meditation, by the time we reach Samadhi, which is the transcendent state, we're in a space of pure bliss. It's super wholeness. And this is what it means to embody the essence of higher states of consciousness. So we will be able to enter into that space. And the reason why I have it aligned as so is because come Friday, we are going to practice the transcendental meditation technique together. And so be prepared to sit together in silence and stillness for 20 minutes here on the Instagram and hold this space. And then we'll also be doing this again um, throughout the rest of the coming weeks so that we'll have an opportunity to integrate it into our daily routines that we started in the beginning. The chakra meditation is a super wonderful practice to prepare you for transcendental meditation. The chakra meditation takes you in so deeply into your uniqueness, into your constitution, that it turns this kind of fire, this light on in what is called the eighth chakra known as the sacred heart. And this particular chakra opens and it is as though you come into a God consciousness state, which goes beyond the cosmic consciousness. This takes you into a state of pure, ultimate and unconditional love. You don't need anyone and yet you need all beings at the same time because you're holding all beings in oneness. It's not about being in a partnerships with anyone at this point, at this point, you're walking in a partnership in full union with divine consciousness. This is a space that is very hard to attain because it requires you to detach from all attachments, from everything that we embody on a surface level plane. This is a space that we are no longer attached to impressions of conditioned behaviors or patterns. We're no longer attached to the cycles or the samskaras that have held us back. We are in a space of God consciousness or what we call glorified consciousness, where we are able to embody and work as the vessel, whatever our dharma is in our full purpose. And we dive into this actually in one of our past conversations about God consciousness, but we actually get to taste it in this week's meditation series. This part of God consciousness, this sacred heart, then takes us where we all get the opportunity to feel it and embody and experience transcendental consciousness. So we go into transcendence. 
So it's a lot to look forward to this week, but I wanted you to kind of get an idea and an, uh, excuse me, kind of get an idea and an understanding about what we're about to do, like where we're going. And transcendental consciousness is the collective of all of these practices. And it's, it's based on minimal effort. And when we do this particular practice, we'll do it actually right now. So you can get just a little sampling of it. There's no intention of controlling anything. So again, everybody take a little bit of a moment here. Welcome, welcome. For those of you joining, popping in and popping out, welcome, welcome. So go ahead and take a moment to just sit wherever you are again. Readjust your seat, readjust yourself, get comfortable. Now close your eyes. There's no controlling anything here. Breathe naturally, breathe naturally, relax. Notice your thoughts coming up. Everything's happening. It's still happening, but just close your eyes. Just close your eyes. That's it. Now open the eyes. In that silence, in that stillness, did you hear cars moving in the background? Did you hear the AC going on in the background? Did you hear birds chirping? So all of that background, those are thoughts. Your brain is associating something to something that's going on behind you, around you, within you, near you. Something, 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 something's always going on. So your mind is always going. These are your vrittis. This is the monkey mind. These are the waves on the surface of the ocean. There's not one, there's many. So these are always going to be there. So don't worry about them. They're always going to be there. Now we're going to close our eyes again. We're going to close our eyes again. We're going to be there for about 30 seconds. And again, I want you to experience, if you notice your thoughts, if you notice some quietness, some calm, some relaxation, and we're just going to do this for 30 seconds. Go ahead and close your eyes. Let's begin. Go ahead and open your eyes. And in that quiet, did you feel calm? Peaceful? It's effortless. So transcendental meditation is a very effortless practice. You just sit there and you be still. And that's it. When we're sitting there and we're being still, we come into knowing what is known as the being with a capital B. And meditation takes us to come to know ourself with a capital S. So we're able to evolve in what we call this evolution, higher states of consciousness. From this evolution, we're able to transcend all thought, all action, all deeds, because they don't exist. 
it's as though you were sleeping and you're in the state of sleep where you're not moving, you can't go anywhere, you're dreaming, but you're not acting out your dream. Everything's going on around you and you're asleep. In transcendental meditation, it's more of an alert sleep. So you're awake, you're in transcendence, but you're grounded and you're in your own being. Nothing else matters at that moment, but you're still present and aware of all things. It's a very beautiful practice. And we'll be doing that on Friday. We're going to prepare ourselves for that on the way there. Okay. So a couple of things I want to go over real quick with you, and then I will let you go for your day. But I wanted to share with you because I've been writing some notes to prepare for our, our chat today. And I wanted to go over a couple of benefits that I think are really beneficial for everyone um, to know about meditation and why it's so important to do it. Okay. So meditation benefits are specifically with the, with all of them, with all practices of meditation. And then I'll tell you about the TM1, transcendental meditation, is that it lowers oxygen consumption and it decreases the respiratory rate. It also increases blood flow and it slows the heart rate down. It increases um, exercise tolerance for cardiovascular patients or those with heart um, conditions. It's good for people with high blood pressure. It decreases muscle tension and any pain due to tension as well as headaches. It reduces anxiety, um, especially anxiety attacks. And it also um, increases the serotonin production, which influences mood and behavior. Something to really note about um, reducing anxiety attacks is that it also lowers the blood loctate levels, and that's why it reduces the um, anxiety attacks. <laughs> yes, actually, you can, spiritual goddess, get these notes right from page 78 of the Ayurveda um, quick reference handbook. So you have these at your fingertips and um, you can follow along with me too, if you actually have them and have the book with you. And I will also post this uh, below. So you will definitely get, get that for sure, my love. Um, but it also reduces anxiety attacks like we talked about. A couple other things that it benefits of it do are um, it builds self-confidence. Meditation builds self-confidence. It leads to a deeper level of relaxation. And this is why we just talked about and experienced what cosmic consciousness, God consciousness, transcendental consciousness, and TM was about is because when we practice this particular meditation techniques, over time, we have impressions, samskaras that are ingrained in our minds, in our brain. And this will ultimately lead to depression. When impressions lead to depression, it becomes very hard to refine. And when these depressions 
get so ingrained, they become our habits, they become our personality, they become who we are. So as we meditate, we begin to purify the mind. It's almost like a punch of karma for the mind. And you purify the mind, you're opening up the manabhashrotas, which are the um, intellect channels, the mind channels. And you're also opening up Ida and Pingala. You're allowing yourself to kind of not really erase, but just to refine, kind of sand down what has happened in the past into a nice smooth transition into your future. It's part of what has made you who you are and created and evolved you into your beautiful being. And so meditation refines the lines and it rejuvenates and revitalizes the intellect. It creates new neuropathways. It creates new samskaras, new habits. And this is where you begin to find more relaxation within the self. So you're no longer in this space of tension, but you're in this space of um, relaxation. And when you're in that space of relaxation, you're having lots of serotonin flowing, natural melatonin begins to produce, dopamine levels begin to increase, happiness begins to come up. And this, my friends, is what we've learned way back when we were talking about ojas, the metabolic process, the refined end byproduct of what we've been taking in, being purified out through the channels and what is left is that glow and vitality that illuminates the light from within hence that is why we enjoy meditation to take us into the ananda maya kosha the purusha the thumb-sized witness of the sacred heart within see how everything comes together so a couple of other things are it helps in chronic diseases like allergies and arthritis it also helps in post-operative healing, and it reduces premenstrual syndrome for our ladies, or PMS. It reduces PMS, and it also enhances our immune system. And re research has revealed that meditation increases activity of those um, natural killer cells that fight bacteria and cancer cells. Now, I also want to share with you from a research paper that I found from November 18, 2009 from the Los Angeles Times. It was printed uh, in this article from Transcendental Meditation. And this is super, super, super important. Hey, my friend, what's going on, Chappies? Hello. I'm so happy to see you. So we're chatting about um, the benefits of meditation and why it's so important to integrate meditation into your daily routine. And we're wrapping up now with a couple of uh, information that I'd like to share with you all from some research papers. This is why it's so important to add meditation into your routine. So transcendental meditation is one of the meditations that has been studied and researched for a few years now, conducted through Maharishi International University and with the David Lynch Foundation, where they have invested millions and millions of dollars into refining the art and, and learning more about why and how meditation improves and impacts and affects the physiology of the human being and how important it is to meditate two times a day and what it's actually been doing medically 
to enhance the inner intelligence of human physiology. Well, Transcendental Meditation has been around since really the 70s through Maharishi himself bringing it over and making it more known to the US. And since then, they have been studying their, these stress-reducing forms and techniques. And the benefits with people with heart disease um, is really important to, for those of you that do have cardiovascular disease or cardiac issues history in the family. This is a, pro, a, pro, a practice that you would like to integrate um, so that you are able to reduce stress, anxiety, and also to even prevent any onset of any further um, cardiac disease for your younger generations and even yourself, all right? And depending on where you're at on your stage of pathogenesis and um, your pathology, we will definitely wanna um, sit with you and see how we can help you through these different variations of practices. So it has um, a wonderful stress reduction benefit with people with heart disease and those of high risk for it. TM, heart disease practice patients who practice TM have almost 50% lower rates of heart attacks and stroke um, and death compared to similar patients who don't practice the transcendental or any meditation. Um, this particular study had a huge grant and so there's a lot of information for it. I'm just going to hit the high points. The results of TM were so striking that it was as if the participants who meditated were taking a new class of medications, the author had said. Um, previous research, research on transcendental meditation has shown reductions in blood pressure, psychological stress, and other risk factors for heart disease. TM was an effective tool to reduce blood pressure and anxiety, depression among college students and at risk for high blood pressure. And it kind of goes on, well, it doesn't kind of, it does go on to straight up tell you that um, TM has reductions of 6.3 millimeters of mercury in systolic blood pressure and 4.0 millimeters in diastolic. And the reductions translate to a 52% lower risk of developing hypertension in later years. The students also showed improvement in psychological distress and coping and being able to take tests and improvement. So that was actually really interesting to do. So transcendental meditation is also known to reduce ADHD symptoms among students, which came out in a new study from the Eureka Alert. Um, and you can find this at AAAS, the American Association of Advancement in Science. Okay. And then lastly, the ABC News Health also did a, a story which talked about meditation lowering blood pressure um, for college students. And so you can go ahead and um, learn about that. And I'll be talking about that throughout the week as well. So that's it for today, y'all. I know it was a lengthy one and there was a lot going on and we talked a lot about a lot and we went over some science, we went over um, some benefits and lastly, we even did some of the practices. So let's go ahead and close out with a meditation uh, before we leave and end our day and time together. And I'll see you next week. Next week, we're going to be diving into our 
Um, next week, we'll be diving into our next topic of our daily routine. But let's go ahead and close out with a 30 second meditation. Go ahead and close your eyes. Deep breath in. And take a deep, slow exhale out. Take another deep breath in. Deep breath out. And just remain in this stillness for the next few moments. Jai Gurudev. Slowly open the eyes. Namaste, everyone. Om Shanti Shanti Shanti. Om Namah Shivaya. Om Jabagwan Ki Jai. Jai Gurudev. Namaste. Thank you, everyone, for joining. I'll see you next week. And um, also, a lot of the research that I've done, most of the research papers that I speak on and speak about are going to be on jbyfnola.org. Over on the website, there is a section entitled research, and you can find resources that can help you integrate these practices, not only into your lifestyle and routine, but into those of your community, especially for those pittas that want to know the why behind doing things. This will give you uh, a whole entire arsenal of information and different types of research papers from all the different journals that I nerd out on and then I link them so that you have access to them there as well as on our blog. So please be sure to check those out. Join our mailing list, be a part of our community and from my heart to yours, much love. Namaste. See you next week. Bye. Thank you all so much for participating in today's wonderful podcast. As always, it's such a joy and an honor to share in the space with all of you and hold the space together as a collective. I invite you to support my life's work on Teachable. For those of you that would like continuing education units, Teachable will be the go-to for your membership. I'm looking forward to growing together and meeting you all. Please be sure to follow me on Instagram and introduce yourself. I would love to follow you back and subscribe to our YouTube channel for free classes that are posted weekly. Looking forward to our next chat together and I'll see you online, in person, in an immersion or on this podcast. See you soon. From my heart to yours, much love and namaste.